Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. This is the show. I'm Jeff and the ho- the host of it. Woo! It's Spooky Tober. Let's not. I mean, Shocktober is the obvious one, but uh, there's already at least one popular podcast that does that. Uh, what does I forget what Nick and John over at uh, Stranger Still do for theirs? Do they call it? No, I can't remember. Um, Octoberween or something, or maybe that's Homestar Runner. <laughs> they do something over there on Stranger Still, and who knows what it is. Uh, hi, Nick. Hi, John. I'm assuming at least one of you is listening. Um, don't don't correct me. So we have a story this week for you that was not suggested. I believe it was talked about in the Facebook group a little bit. Um, but we're going back to the classic formula of having a guest bring a story to me, uh, and I make little grabby fingers like a greedy little gremlin person. Um, it's, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna melt into a crypt keeper for October spooky month. Um, I'm not gonna do that. We're gonna talk about Petscop, which, if you don't know, is a series of Let's Play videos on YouTube about a mysterious lost PlayStation 1 game that no one has ever seen before that seems to be incomplete but hiding some secrets. And with me to discuss it, uh, returning both from last week, please welcome Stephanie Kingsbury. Hello. And Noah Houlihan. Yo, yo! Now, Noah, because you brought this to me, I'm going to give you the unenviable task of trying to recap what happens in these videos without going into unnecessary detail, but without leaving out anything important. <laughs> All right, I think I can do this. Go, Noah! All right. Okay. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, there are ten episodes of Pets Cop. Uh we open on the actual noise that a PlayStation makes when you turn it on, which brought me back to my high school years and made me feel all good inside. It was so nostalgic, right? I mean, Yeah, it felt yep. so good. And I've watched this many times. It's a little bit distorted if you really pay attention. But summary mode, here we go. Uh, we are introduced to our narrator uh, who puts his name in as Paul, so I will be calling him Paul throughout this. And he's going to show us a Let's Play of this game, Pets Cop. Uh, now, he claims that the reason he is showing this to us is to prove that it's a real thing. So, he begins playing, and he plays this weird little duck creature. He's yellow with tiny white eyes, and he's walking through this very bright world. Uh, and he is told that there are 48 pets to be found, and it looks like your typical collectum video game. He's collecting little bits of scrap, and he enters the first level... Uh, because the rest of it seems to be unfinished, which is called Even Care. Uh, while in Even Care, he finds a bunch of other creatures. Uh, he finds some signs that say, uh, you know, find someone that you can love. You don't have to love them right away. Some of them are scared. Convince them that it's not so scary. 
Uh, using some clever trickery, he's able to capture a few of the pets that are around, some he is unable to. Uh, he finds a puzzle which involves a keyboard and setting the number to the correct number on this keyboard, which will be important later. Uh, but the important thing is a sticker that is found on the the copy that we don't get to see. He transcribes it for us, but he claims that this sticker says that this is this game is for you. It is dated uh, the 13th of June, 1997, the, game, the year that this game claims to be made. And he says a secret code that you need to put in. Uh, after putting in this code, the music stops and he ends up walking into a darker world. Uh, walking around this darker world, he claims that he had done this once before and didn't find anything, uh, but this time he finds a locked door. Uh, the second episode opens with a static shot of him just standing there, and the door opens for no reason. Uh, we come back to Paul saying, hey, I was out of the room when this happened, and he goes and investigates this underworld of this dark land. Uh, in walking through, he finds more things to collect, which is a bit weird since this is supposedly outside of the game, yet he's still collecting little coins as if it was Mario. Uh, he runs around uh, and discovers a grave uh, of someone by the name of Michael. Uh, Michael Hammond, I believe. Uh, and we get the great commentary of, that's a dead kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he yeah. then uh, continues to walk around. Uh, he f- answers a phone uh, and the, I forget what the phone tells him. Something about care being missing. Uh, he finds a note saying that there are three different types of care. There's care A, care B, and care NLM. This will be important later. Uh, as he's walking around, uh, he ends up uh, finding a flower, and he plucks all the flowers off of it, uh, and then we find a little girl who was connected to the flower, and her face is all ruined. So... Uh, as he continues on, he then uh, finds something uh, he refers to as tool, or is, is referred to as tool that he can ask questions to. Uh, most of the time, it says, I don't know, so he believes that it's, you know, just the static response, uh, until it tells him to stay, to keep looking at the windmill, at which point it makes very strange, ominous tones. Uh, Paul then continues on, staring at the windmill, uh, let's see, I just want to make sure I'm not saying this out of order. Uh, let's see, stares at the windmill. I, I believe this is when we get the Shadow Man, I think? Um, I think we get that at the beginning of the next episode. There's just, like, there's a weird cut, and it opens with just, like, that view of in the tool room just staring at the windmill and stuff happens, and I can't remember if... I watched them all in a long playlist, so I can't remember if it's the beginning of one episode or the end of the one before. Right, right. Uh, it's, it's a little bit hard to, to make sure that we we say everything that is going on. Uh, uh, but uh, we eventually end up at a place called the Child Library uh, that says... Uh, Alas, or what, do you know what the alas line is? I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, I the wrote thing it. That he passes. Uh, good grief and alas, it says. Good grief and alas, which is, uh, well, we'll talk in the theories later. He passed that, <laughs> he ends up at the uh, the child library, a place where uh, you can put faces on a canvas, and I'll take you to different rooms. Uh, they then put the face from Michael's grave and the spot where Kara is hiding on there, and that takes them to their respective rooms. Uh, they check all those things out. Uh 
it, it creates this feeling of uh, basically a huge world that, that he is wandering through aimlessly. Uh, he finds a note in one of the rooms uh, saying that uh, he that the writer of the note will pick someone and shoot a child in the face. <laughs> Which, yep. uh, yeah, it's that part. Oh, I was man. like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's the real first moment of it being like, oh, we're going completely bonkers here. Yeah, like what the fuck yeah. is happening? Oh my god. Yes. Uh, then I believe uh, episode four is very quiet, and the windmill is missing, and then that's basically it. Like it's only a few moments. Uh, and then episode five, uh, uh, Paul starts trying to ask more questions to Tool. Uh, Tool starts responding and then strangely turns pink and asks Paul to turn it off, turn off the PlayStation because it's in pain. Which is yeah, it very tells strange. him that uh, Marvin hurts me when pl- when PlayStation is on or yes. something like that, and it's like Picks oddly in all caps, like the handwriting's a little bit different. It's very creepy. Uh, then it's... there's always a there's always a delay to the answers when the tool is pink. Yeah, a, a very large delay, and also at, at times to the point where there are cuts, which I found very upsetting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but again, I'll get into that during theory time. Uh, it's episode six where he sees the Shadow Man. He is staring at the windmill for a really long time, uh, to the point where they say hours have gone by, and a Shadow Man uh, walks into the windmill, makes the windmill spin the other way, uh, then walks over to the camera and turns it around, uh, at which point it starts asking questions using blocks, such as, uh, where is the sc- uh, where is my house? And then a house appears. Uh, where is the school? And then a school appears. And then random items start flying around. And then it says, I will follow. Uh, and then that goes away. And then we cut back and Paul's like, so I, re- I watched all that and that was weird. <laughs> what a weird thing. He goes to see yeah. if he can find uh, where the Shadow Man was. And he, he's able to. And he captures a pet. Which is super weird that he is still capturing pets I during this that time. Was so crazy that like we're so far into this like crazy weird dark world, and then all of a sudden he just catches a pet like it's the first video, first five seconds again. Yep. It was so jarring. <laughs> yeah, because it was one of the ones that he missed in the top area, the bird in the painting. Yes, uh, Tonith, I believe the name is. Uh, he goes back and starts asking Tool some questions, and we get some like. Oh, actually, we get the uh, description of Toneth, which, instead of being a description of the bird, is a story about someone hitting a dog with a car. Uh, which begs yeah. back to a very strange area that Paul seemed to have missed the first time he walked by it, where a car narrowly misses him every time he walks across. Uh, at which point, he then uh, uh, goes and talks to Tool, and Tool starts saying some very interesting things, where he asks, uh, where is the house, and uh, the response is, uh, you can't go back in time, which is very upsetting. Uh, uh, Paul then starts to talk about uh, how the game is trying to make him think that there's a ghost in it, but if there was a ghost, the ghost would talk to him more, which I thought was fun. Uh then there's much yeah, I, I like I like it when a piece of media sort of like addresses the obvious fan theory. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, 
I I don't want to give spoilers for what show it is, but there was a show I was watching recently where um, consistently throughout the season, one of the characters has a problem. It's not like a side thing, but it's like something that is a sort of recurring joke where they can't make automatic uh, sinks or paper towel dispensers work. And then in the season finale, like once their story is resolved, they go to the sink and like it works for them. Um, but the theory up until the season finale was they don't exist. They're a ghost. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed that the show like addressed that head on was like, no, it was a metaphor. Screw you guys. <laughs> So, uh, let's see, we go into episode seven and he's, we hear Paul taking notes and, uh, trying to figure out, uh, this one area, which I forgot to mention, uh, there's an area known as the quitters room where he walks up to a mirror and he sees a mirror image of himself, but it's the face of a, a poorly drawn girl on, on top of his avatar. Is that uh, the and episode he... that starts with like the little guys just standing in a corner, like it's the Blair Witch Project while like you hear those sounds? <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he revisits this room. He is on the mirrored side, and we hear a, a set of, of very strange tones, as if someone is playing the piano. He goes to look for his reflection, and it is missing. Uh, the music then, the strange tones suddenly stop, and the reflection just magically reappears. Uh, Paul kind of just says, that's okay, whatever. Uh, goes back to the area known as the child yeah. library where you put the it faces sort of on. walks out of it sort of walks out of sync with him for a couple seconds which I think is a particularly effective moment of horror that I just wanted to highlight before yes. we moved on uh, that that was an earlier episode I got to mention that uh, but yeah when oh, when yeah. the mirror walks out of sync it is very much like that's one of the few moments where you actually hear Paul get jarred most of the yeah. time Paul kind of deals with what he's looking at <laughs> he's like oh so that happened uh, so th- <laughs> Uh, there is uh, then uh, earlier they they found a note about how care is not growing eyebrows Uh, so Mike uh, or Paul uses uh, care's face with Mike's eyebrows and then Mike with no eyebrows to find some other rooms Uh, he then finds a room where something has to be censored sitting on a table and throughout that part where that's on screen uh paul is very quiet stuttering and stares at it for a long time uh it then comes up that uh at this time we have had to censor a few things uh we can't say why at the moment and lists a few things that will also be censored going forward uh totally terrifying uh, and the things are in quotes, weirdly. Yes, like as if as if they were told to expect these things to censor. Um, let me just bring up the list real quick. I have the. Mm, I, I believe man, this is... it is uh, a present with a sticker on it, uh, something written on the wall of a black house, and written on a chalkboard. Not something yep. written on a chalkboard, just written on a chalkboard. Yeah, yeah, it was as if maybe they found, like, another note in whatever box the PlayStation disc was in with a couple things like, hey, these are secrets. Yeah, it, it, it's very, it's definitely effective in creating uh, extra tension, because now they're keeping stuff from us. Yeah, especially because we didn't know that there were multiple people in this uh, right away. Um, we sort of get some meta hints throughout, but we'll talk about that after when we yes. get more into what this is. 
Uh, we then open episode eight, and Paul is trying to get hit by that car and can't seem to do it. Uh, the, <laughs> the who we believe is the Shadow Man comes out, but he is no longer in shadow. But he has a weird like green thing over his face. Uh, who they refer to as Marvin. Uh, Marvin then runs through these catacombs, uh, forces Paul, or kind of through actions tells Paul to look at a picture of the school, look at a picture of a house, and then starts running into a wall. Uh, he kind of said, Paul makes a, some jokes about it being broken or whatever is supposed to be there isn't there. And then Marvin yeah, I think runs at, away. I think, at, I think at this point, um, Paul is on the phone with someone else who is familiar with the game and seems to be indicating that the other person is saying oh, he usually runs down a hallway at that point, and Paul is relaying, oh, there's nothing there, I guess it's, yeah. like, broken or something. Um, and and yeah, he says it's... something He says something along the lines of, well, there might have been something there before, that was back in 2004, that's when my mom had it. It's like a very, yeah. like, without hearing the other end of that conversation, it's very confusing, and uh, it is very, yeah. very odd. And even the, the end of this episode... Uh, the end of this episode is him saying thanks, but it gets cut off, which is weird because it's you'd imagine that they're the ones editing it, whoever Paul is or whoever is doing this. It's a weird moment for there to be an edit, uh, let alone a poor one. Uh, episode nine, we're back up into uh, the light world and we see a demo playing which is very strange. Uh, the yep. demo then walks back up to the keyboard, and the keyboard that was once set to seven uh, to catch a pet way back in the beginning is changed to negative one. Uh, when we come back, uh, the child known as Care does no longer has that weird red thing on her face and is able to be collected. Uh, now, before in the, the demo part is when um, the countdown like it counts down uh the thing and then paul goes and does the negative one thing is am i getting this out of order it does the countdown that sort of syncs up with oh the yeah yes yeah flower petals. it syncs up exactly with how much time it took to pull for paul to pull the flower petals yeah, including some very cleverly put in uh, stoppages, like yeah. right before when there's three petals left, Paul stops and mm -hmm. like walks around a little bit before he goes to pull them again. And then you notice in the demo when it gets to three, the character stops changing the number for a little bit. Yeah, it's very effective. Yeah, it, it's yeah. So if you line those up, and people have, it is dead on exactly the same time. Uh, so, uh, he's able to collect care at this point. Uh, they, he then is able to go to the child library and put care into something. Oh my gosh, that and was they so said horrible. If, I hated that. Yeah. And it says, yeah. like, uh, if you change your mind, you can come back in six months. The thing spins around. Paul kind of feels bad about it, spins back around, and care is missing. Uh, he goes into care's room and recollects, uh... Oh, care NML, uh, which people are uh, believing to mean nobody loves me. Uh, yep. Oh, and we should say the child library shoot that care gets put in um, does not uh, accept the other pets. <laughs> and when you, when Paul tries to put them in, it says uh, the child library only accepts people. Yes. 
uh, which is very, very creepy. Uh, Paul, who I forgot to mention, uh, Tool calls Newmaker, uh, continues on and uh, ends up in a new area that we hadn't seen before. Uh, And in this area, he finds a bunch of gifts. And in these gifts, one is a, a green key, which is then floating over Paul's head, looking completely out of place because it is very 3D. Uh, <laughs> and then something large comes out of a uh, a gift, and it is red and spinning, and it makes Paul say, what the fuck? But it is censored out. Yeah, the um, we see this sort of, like, just the edges of this rotating crystal like like a spell in an RPG of the era. Um, different from Paul, who is a uh, two-dimensional image that can move in three dimensions, and different from the, um, the doodads Paul is collecting and the key, which are that sort of pre-rendered 3D that is technically only a 2D image, but like it, it looks 3D because they made it ahead of time to look that way. Yeah, Parappa the Rapper-esque look yeah yeah that's um that was that kind of thing is usually used on like backgrounds in those games because it was very hard to render whole areas but easy to just put it in a still image and have the camera just not be able to move yes exactly uh episode 10 is full of so many jump cuts it's very hard to follow what happens here uh but uh he finds an area with two care with two cages in the beginning of the game in the light world, uh, and uses it to, uh, basically end up on the other side of the mirror in the dark world. Uh, and, uh, on the walls of these, this mirrored room is, uh, a note asking, do you remember being, born? uh, which is super creepy. Yep. Yeah, it was especially creepy when he was initially on the mirrored side. I think the second time Paul looks at it, it, it says like it says the same note, but it's backwards. And then the reply is filled in underneath in pink, like the pink tools answers, and just says "Come here" and yeah. is also backwards. Yeah, like um, a desperate cry for help. Uh, yeah, so we get I, a lot of we're getting a lot of we got a, a, like a bunch of stuff uh, slightly out of order, but it's kind of hard to keep it straight because there's so much intentional repetition. Yeah, it, um, it's very so tough. If us. you haven't watched this, go watch it before you listen to us talk about it. It's not that <laughs> <Whoops>. long, <laughs> uh, but uh, we're gonna get in depth now, and you should watch it. It's really, really good. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's the whole recap. That's all ten videos. Uh, the last one was uploaded three months ago, and there has been silence since then. This um, was sort of going viral a little bit, and then Matt Pat put his video on the Game Theorist's channel on August 20th, and it has blown up. I think the channel has 100,000, maybe 200,000 subscribers now. Um, yes. It's, it's like, it's become a phenomenon and everyone is waiting on that 11th video Mm. uh i am of the opinion that they will never upload another video for as long as we all live i Um, I disagree uh (laughs) i have a theory uh i I believe i may be wrong but according to my notes the last video went up march 31st 
Okay, I was just going by the, um, I was going by the, I think oh, no, the I, first video must have been March 31st. Yeah, I wrote down that the last video Because it said six months May. ago on YouTube. Okay, or maybe it was the first video. Yeah, because you know what, April 1st is another one. One does get uploaded on April 1st. Uh, mm. But the 31st would be the first video, which means that the end of September would be six months from, oh, yeah. since the yep. first video went up. And since there is mention of, like, you can change your mind in six months, oh. that I'm, I'm kind of curious about this. Also, a little, like, outside the story, outside the game, uh, a lot of people were digging into who Michael Hammond was, uh, what this company was. It, the the game is is made by Garlean or something. Garolina. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So people were trying to find it, and to the point where they had to update their uh, about page to say there is nothing to be done right now. Kind of as mm. a message to fans, being like, "Hey, there's this yeah. is everything right now. Quit trying to force this to continue." Uh, yeah, people were trying to find an ARG where none existed. Yes. And uh, it says something along the lines of right now, uh, we are waiting patiently for Paul. Uh, when he returns, we'll turn the light on. And people have noticed that the original uh, profile picture for this YouTube page was a picture of Paul's avatar in this hallway. And it's been changed to the hallway without the avatar. Uh, mm. So people are kind of taking that to mean, okay, this is it paused. When that avatar comes back, it's game on. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious how much background stuff they did for this. If they wrote uh, what this is, or if they just had spooky ideas and were playing it by ear. Obviously, stuff like the time sinking has to have been thought about ahead of time. Mm. Yeah, and and the there's a lot of references to um there's a case uh of child abuse and murder um from uh April of 2000 mm -hmm. um where a 10-year-old girl named Candace Elizabeth Newmaker um is murdered during what is called a rebirthing ceremony yes um uh several therapists uh, and I believe her adoptive mother um, basically tied her up in a blanket and sat on her, and the idea was she was supposed to get her way out of the blanket. Yeah. Um, she couldn't do it, began crying, stopped responding, and uh, this was all being videoed on purpose by the people doing it. Um, and the therapists, the, the perpetrators, I'll say, because I'm not sure which individual was doing this, were yelling at her, uh, calling her quitter, um, mm -hmm. which is another... Uh, reference um, and telling her uh, that she was quitting, quitter, 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 like over and over. Um, and then she died. And I believe a bunch of these people were, uh, yes, uh, one, two, two people received 16 year prison sentences. Um, the therapeutic foster parents um were given 10 years probation and a thousand hours of community service pleading guilty to criminally criminally negligent child abuse mm -hmm. um and the adoptive mother jean newmaker pleaded guilty to ne neglect and abuse charges and was given a four-year suspended sentence after which the charges were expunged from her record yeah um scary one of the 
yeah, one of the convicted killers appealed against conviction uh, and failed. Um, oh, yeah, and now I believe is out on parole under intense supervision. Yes. Watkins, um, having served 17 years of her 16-year sentence. So she's been out for... I mean, she would have been out anyway. Um, yes, which, which is by part now. of my theory. Uh, is that she was supposed to be released. She got out on parole after, I believe, only six years. I have to relook it up. But she was supposed seven to... Seven years of her 16-year sentence. Seven years of her 16-year sentence. Uh, the event happened in 2000. The sentencing was in 2001, which means she yep. was supposed to get out this year, which yep. is my theory on the door opening for on its own. The door opening video was uploaded on the day that Watkins was supposed to be released from prison had she served her full sentence. Oh, is that true? Um, oh, this that was, was covered. Just a theory. I didn't do any research. That's awesome. <laughs> this, was co- this was covered by Matt Pat in the game theory video. And oh, sort of I only skimmed it. <laughs> yeah, the, there's a lot of people who uh, sort of doubt this connection, but that solidifies it for me. Um, Stephanie, I want to get your opinion on all of this, um, as someone who is maybe not into the specific subgenre of Let's Plays and video game theories. Um, well, first of all, I will say that, um, I have, I 100% for sure have read that Wikipedia page about Candace Newmaker, like, way before this, and I don't remember why, I don't know if I, like looked up something they talked about on My Favorite Murder and, like, fell down a Wikipedia hole, or I have, like, no recollection why, but I, like, was already familiar with this Candace Newmaker story, so when I first Googled, like, like, Noah said to me, can we do Petscop on Creepypasta, and I was like, Google, what is Petscop? So, uh, <laughs> so like, that, the Candace Newmaker thing kind of came up right away, and I was like, I know this story, so I... I knew it already, so to me, like, that's very obvious that that's, like, kind of what it's alluding to, of course, in the videos. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know of these Let's Play videos, of course, though I don't, I try not to, uh, regularly watch them necessarily. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like, you can kind of tell from the beginning that it's it's creepy like um especially you know those the language on those signs at the beginning um you know that say like don't be discouraged if they run from you you know they really want to be loved they just don't know it yet like that is so like abusive creepiness like just from the start before Mm -hmm. it even gets actually scary um And then, yeah, I mean, I used to play, like, Doom when I was little and be super scared walking around hallways, so this kind of reminded me of that feeling, like, thinking that something scary was going to jump out around, like, every dark corner. (laughs) Did you play it on the PlayStation, or were you playing the computer version? On a computer. (laughs) Okay, because I was going to say, the PlayStation version uh, has the special honor of being, like, way scarier than the original. Oh my god, and Um, I really am glad I didn't play that, that because I was already too scared. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm scared to play the new Doom, even though you play as a literal god of destruction, um, who is <laughs> the bane of existence to all demons, and you tear them apart with your bare hands. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, this, um, huh, the, okay, I want to address something here. Um, this, regardless of 
the nature of anything else in the story, one thing we know for sure is that the game we are being shown is not a PlayStation game <laughs> and was not built using... There's a software that people use now to make homebrewed PlayStation 1 games. It, w it was also not made using that. Hmm. And the way we know is, one, that software doesn't have the PlayStation boot up um, screen, so that was obviously spliced in regardless. Right. Two, the light the lighting effect when you're in the underworld that follows the character around is something that I've learned was apparently not play uh, possible on the PlayStation 1. Um, huh. That if they had done it, it would have been really complicated and resource intensive and caused a lot of problems and not looked as good as it does in Pets Cop. So we know for sure that despite this game looking pretty much flawless and if you don't know if like the only reason we know it's not a playstation game pretty much is because like hobbyist developers hopped in to be like oh can't do that on the playstation <laughs> so um i just wanted to get that out of the way in case any listeners had any doubts um the game is definitely i don't want to say fake because it, i think it's pretty clear that someone has made a playable game um or at very least has used game development software to make it seem like they have a playable game right. as a means to tell this story. Well, I mean, that, like, light focusing just on the character thing, though, that's, I mean, what makes the whole thing so creepy is that you don't ever know what is in the darkness outside of that. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so creepy. Hmm. Get into some of the theories beyond the new maker theory. Um, uh, well, one of for the us, Noah. one of the reasons that they're against the the new makers theory is that it happened in two thousand. Uh, but yes. the game when you when it the first thing we see is copyright nineteen ninety seven. So people are saying it can't be about uh, Candace Newmaker because it hadn't happened yet. Uh, I personally believe that there's so many time loops in this right? that of course <laughs> it's about it. Uh, also very interesting is the, in the description of the about page of the uh, YouTube page, it says Rainer, who's a name that's mentioned in the game, uh, gave this gift to us on Christmas 1997 and 2000. It was the yeah. single longest day of our lives. We were all certain he was dead at the time. He had been missing since June 1997 and and 2000, which is very confusing language. Uh, yes. Uh, my uh, personal thing... Also, I, okay. I, I believe Candace was adopted by the New Makers in 1997. Oh, mm. that's good info. Uh, my uh, I can't find anything on the Wikipedia, but that was something someone mentioned in a Reddit thread. Oh, and actually, before uh, my... we get uh, totally off of the New Maker thing, is the other thing we forgot to mention is the use of the name Tiara, which was Candace's middle name when she was born. Yes. 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 Which, uh, when asking Tool who Tiara is, the answer is Pet Cop Kid Very Smart. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people are confused thinking that it is like Tool is complimenting the player, but the player is New Maker. Yeah, the and player then, is not Pets Cops yeah. Kid. Yeah, and then the other thing that Tool says is at one point when he, I forget what color Tool is when he asks this question, but when he asks Tool, remember being born, Tool says, I'm not Tiara. Right. Yep. Uh, so it is super creepy. It's so uh, creepy. <laughs> the, the other thing is uh, 
that people are comparing it to is Daisy Head Maisie, which is a Dr. Seuss book, uh, in which uh, the main character has a flower growing out of her head, and uh, she's afraid that no nobody loves her, uh, which is where we get Care and LM, uh, and pulling the flowers petals out and playing the game of uh, uh, they love me, they love me not. Uh, the flower has an even number of petals, which means that nobody loves her, but when you switch it to negative one, you kind of tell this lie that people do in fact love her. Uh, which I-, I thought was very interesting because the place that you're starting is called even care. So even care yeah. would be nobody loves me. If there was an yeah. even number of petals, the uh, um and the the twisted version that shows up later, fans have dubbed "odd care" because it's like slightly off and like a mirror, <laughs> almost like a mirror evil version of even care. But yeah, that uh definitely because there's a character named Care and an even number that plays uh plays a role in the story. I think that is an intentional naming thing, of course. Uh yes. Uh, so th- they believe that uh, the character of Care has a lot to do with uh, the Dr. Seuss book, especially with that alas line, which is directly taken from that book. Uh, yeah, good grief and alas is something a teacher alas. says to Daisy Head Maisie. Yes. Uh, Googling it gives Dr. you a Seuss lot book. of Petscop results, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Petscop, like, there's a lot of fans of this thing now. Um, another interesting thing is... Uh, the, the pet of pen, which you uh, capture on a keyboard, there's a brief moment where you read the description of pen, and Paul's like, I've read this, and skips through it. But if you pause it, you find out that pen is deaf and has never heard music, and yet is found on a keyboard. Uh, yep. Which also ends up disappearing, like the, the windmill, the keyboard, it vanishes. Uh, so there's so many unanswered questions with this uh, thing. Uh, now, you said that you don't think they're going to upload any more. Do you think this is because it's gotten too big and they don't know where to go with it, or do you think it is complete? Um, hard to say. I think that part of it is when you're making something like this for fun and posting it on, uh, not the most popular subreddit, as far as I know, uh, Creepy Gaming... Uh, this was first posted on r slash creepy gaming on April 8th of this year by an account, uh, P.A. Leskovitz, um, which could of course stand for Paul A. Leskovitz or something like that. Um, Mm. and, uh, it has 366 upvotes, 82 comments. Like, that's not a very popular, um, post, but, like... It, it like that is after it's become a wildly popular phenomenon that this original post has all this. So I think like it's it's a case where perhaps they didn't intend to make any more of it or they did and were thinking about it and suddenly it blew up and now the pressure is on and they're either taking a long time to make sure they get it right or they just don't have any other stuff to say. I think one of the most interesting things about it is right now it's got a hundred thousand subscribers, one hundred two thousand or one hundred thousand two hundred ninety-two to be exact. It's got two point five million views, and I don't think the channel's monetized. 
Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, like, I don't I think I've ever ads. seen an ad watching Pets Cop. So that, like, for 10 videos to get 2.5 million views out of the first 10 videos you've ever made, like, that was a mm. lot of missed money. I, so that either, to me, shows that this is a project they care about a lot, and they're like, we're not doing this for money, we're doing this for the art, or they don't know what the heck they're doing. They were like, crap, we forgot to monetize! <laughs> yeah. What did we do? Yeah, the- <laughs> There's so much weird attention to detail, though, that I'm hesitant to write them off as rank amateurs, um, because we haven't touched on many, we've briefly touched on some of the meta concepts, but not too many, about the person playing the game, um, to differentiate between the character sprite and the person playing the game. Um, I will call the person playing the game Paul uh, in this instance, but I just wanted to clarify beforehand that I did not mean the little armless frog monster. (laughs) Um, But the person controlling it, um, who, when starting out, does, like, only addresses the audience as if he's talking to a specific person. Like, he uploaded these videos to make for someone to be like, hey, check out this game I found, to, like, a friend. And then later, um, when we hear that half a phone call, and when we get that censor card, it seems more like if the person playing it is the one who made the sensor card, and this isn't a found footage scenario, that this has become a group project. Um, but then there's the possibility that all of this video was found by some other third party who we've only been made aware of through the sensor video, um, and they are compiling the footage over time. Um, but the about description you said mentioning Paul makes me think that that is not the case, that it's not like a, oh, the game killed Paul and someone found it later type of thing. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like we're... Paul is definitely the one recording the videos, but it is clear yes. that he is not the one uploading them, uh, and he is not the one editing them. Because it, what's interesting to me is the line says, for now there's nothing to do, we are patiently waiting for Paul. That means that in terms of creating these videos, there's at least three people involved. There's Paul, and yeah. then there's the we, which has to be at least two people. Uh, but we have no idea who they are. They remain in the yep. darkness. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, what do we think the censored things could be? Stephanie, do you have any thoughts on... Um, let me bring up a list of the censored objects. Um I think that we have actually seen... We saw the big present with a sticker on it. Um, We saw an object in one of the child library rooms. I don't think it was Mike or Care's room. I think it was one of the altered faces. Yeah, I think think in Care's room... I wrote this down somewhere. I think in Care's room is actually where... Like the because every room has like two objects on the table. I think in Care's room was where it was like Tool was on the table and the windmill on the table. Yeah, Tool was on uh, the left side. Uh, a blue Tool was on the left side in both Mike and Care's room, and then in this third room there was uh, what was on the left? A car, I think, a blue car, and then on the right side something censored. I actually, uh, I believe have... it was blocks. I believe it was blocks that said. Uh... Oh yes. Uh, C-R-E? C-R-E, yeah. Record is uh, that's, that's 
that's right. Um, and then, um, oh, I was thinking it was care with a missing letter. Missing the A, um, so it was care A. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the right side, people have matched up pixels with the image of the red tool, and it seems to be a red tool uh, being censored out, perhaps with a message above it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, interesting. And, oh, like it's I, not I, actually yeah, the object, it's like it says something above the object. Yeah, because that's usually what happens when we encounter red tool, um, is it displays messages above it. Okay, that, that's interesting. To to me, but no confirmation. So yeah, I noticed that in that video, uh, Paul spends a lot of time staring at it. So it being something that is red makes a lot of sense to me. But I also took a, a sense of like it is something that means something to him, and like something that yeah, he that's recognized. What uh, that's what I'm thinking about. All the censored objects is that it's information about Paul. Um, yeah. That it's censored because it's like personal information about about Paul playing. Um, That's scary. Like, like what he, <laughs> like maybe maybe his address or or like just like his name or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like his full um, real name, especially or something like if his name's not yeah, Paul, exactly. like it could be anything. So, especially from his reaction to what pops out of the present with a sticker on it, he's like really freaked out by it, and then the video ends. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting that it is poorly censored. Like, you can yeah. see the edges of what it is. Yeah, but you can't see whatever whatever he's freaking out so about. So I think that makes sense, then, that it would be words, because then it, it it's not the object, so it doesn't matter if you can see the edges of the object. It's, like, the words they're censoring. Yeah. So that I think that makes sense. And the, the thing that, that bothers me is, what, what's the reason we can't see it? Like you know what I'm just realizing because you mentioned that someone is so like that Paul is sending the videos to someone to be edited that message that says um the message saying we had to cover something with a black box right now we can't say why some other things we're expecting to censor in the future and then the quotes I think those quotes are like from Paul Paul sent them a list of oh. things he wants them to black out yeah, like here's some vi- like there I've played more and I'm haven't like you haven't edited the videos or I haven't sent them to you yet, but here's some things you're going to have to censor. A big present with a sticker on it, something on a wall in a black house and then blank like dot 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 written on a chalkboard. Like okay. my home address written on a chalkboard or my birth name written on a chalkboard. Uh I I think that's what's going on there. Okay. That that makes a lot of sense. And the the thing that like super wigs me out about it is we haven't seen all the censored things, which means there has to be more videos. Like this can't yeah, be. We complete. haven't seen. I think we've seen present and something on a wall, but we haven't seen written on a chalkboard yet. No, we huh. definitely have because uh, we because we haven't gotten to the school yet. No, we have not gotten to the school. That's a good point. Which I can't um, wait. For. Actually, you know what. We haven't seen we haven't seen um, something on a wall in a black. Yeah, house. no, I don't think so. Uh, I think I it's just think. we've just seen those two things: the first one and then the present with the sticker. Yeah, yeah. I, the document seems to only list these two. So. Yeah, it's it's a little tough because if it's a black house, it's easily going to be missed. Mm. If it's yeah, censored with true. a black bar. Yeah, I think these are going to be the home. 
um, Marvin, supposedly Marvin's home. Um, and, uh, although that's a greenhouse, so maybe not. Um, and then I think the school will be written on a chalkboard, assuming we get more videos ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, were there any other, were there any other theories either of you wanted to discuss? Uh, I guess Noah first. Uh, let me think, maybe sure I got everything. Uh, the jump cuts are the things that are super bothering me. Uh, something I, I didn't mention is uh, there are occasionally load screens that have a very oh, dim yeah. image on it. Uh, if you brighten the screens, you can see uh, the face of the twin in the mirror. You can see what looks like someone looking down a flight of steps. And you can see the bedroom from like an above angle, uh, which... They had all discovered, but I personally discovered today in doing research and super freaked out because I'm like sitting over my computer, slowly revealing an image to myself as I brighten it more, wow. which especially if it's that, that, that stuff, face, I mean, ugh. yeah, that, that type of stuff is so effective in storytelling because not only is it a good story, but like I'm an active participant, like I seeked yeah. out this horror. I found it, and now I'm scared. <laughs> oh, we did see a third thing actually in the very the very end of the last video. Uh, he asks Pink Tool something, and then the whole answer seems to be censored out. Oh right, 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 right. Perhaps a chalkboard appears. Mm. Yeah, or a um a black house. It could be, yeah, it could be that it shows the image of the house again, but it's black this time, and there's something written there. I don't know. Hmm. Um, Th this is interesting, because it's, it's a puzzle where we don't have all the pieces, and it's yeah. really... But damn, do I want to put it together. <laughs> God, it's so much to wrap my head around, but there's, like, it's not complete, so I'm just going to be, like, dissatisfied permanently. Yeah. I mean, I guess until there's more of it. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie, was there anything else in your notes that you wanted to touch on? Um, well, I guess uh, just like the idea um, I know is another thing, not necessarily specifically in relation to Kansas Newmaker, but just in general, the idea of it being like about adopted kids being abused. Because um, obviously we get like a lot of horrible creepy stuff immediately like the dead kids grave and you know that whole like marvin hurts me when the playstation is on and like all this stuff um and i and then even back to the original signs that say like you don't have to love them right away just like pick one and maybe you'll love it later or whatever um kind of ties into that whole thing like what happened to candace newmaker in that like you know, she, like, had no control and was adopted by someone who ended up being, like, horribly evil and you're kind of, like, helpless to stop that being a kid where something horrible like that is happening to you. And then I guess, like, the idea that, you know, you're adopting these pets or children and kind of expecting them to be grateful for it, even if you treat them bad. So it's super, it's all just like super horrible and creepy. Yeah, there's a lot of very interesting, like, I don't know, it It reminds me, of course, of less of Ben Drowned, the popular um, <laughs> video game creepypasta, and more of Pale Luna, which we covered in our second episode. Um, that story 
is not about a haunted video game, but about a video game that a murderer made to brag about their crime. Um, and there is some obviously supernatural stuff happening in this story, of course, because of the time synchronization with the demo. And also there's a part where um, Paul walks into one of the child library rooms and there's another uh, player avatar character at the top of the room who seems to be reading a note and then leaves the room, um, not under the player's control. And then after that, when the player does leave the room, it's the exact same walking pattern. Mm -hmm. Like, as if, as if he saw himself from 30 seconds in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's some stuff that's obviously supernatural, which point, which points to it being a haunted video game story, but it also very much seems like whatever entity altered or made the game Pets Cop to be this way, um either is trying to pin a crime on someone or is like bragging about their crime. I get um, I get behind that. Uh my theory is that uh Candace Newmaker is the story we know, but there is a story mm. that we don't know. Like there's a story of many children here. Candace Newmaker is is one that the world is aware of and through playing this game we would be made aware of another yeah. Uh, Stephanie, do you have a theory? Do you have an overall theory about what this is <laughs> about? Oh my gosh, I I almost kind of don't because it's just so much. It's so confusing. There's so many different things going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I like what Noah just said. The idea that it maybe is somebody trying to reveal a crime that was committed. Um, I mean, I know there's like one. I don't I forget which episode it's at the end of where where Paul literally says like this game was intended for somebody not me certainly. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is like he he kind of stumbled upon it but it was perhaps specifically made for a specific person to to reveal the truth of something that we don't know yet. Yep. Um, all right, let's get into our spookiest parts. Uh, Noah, what is the spookiest moment uh, in this video series for you? 100% scared me every time that I saw it, and I really can't tell you why. The shadow man walks up to the camera, turns the Ooh. camera, and then out of nowhere, it cuts to a pink screen with a black circle and a pink dot in the middle. It doesn't fit in with anything else that's going on. It happens abruptly. It, it's a feeling of some, you're seeing something you're not supposed to. Perhaps it's an eye staring back at you. And the fact that I don't know what it is, and it's so disjointed from the rest of Pets Cop, really creeps me out. <laughs> I'm going to ruin it a little bit for you. Um, right after that is when the Shadow Man goes into debug mode. Um, I think that that was the Shadow Man entering a secret code and activating debug mode, thus initiating a uh, developer's-only load screen, um, depicting a CD on a pink screen. Um, hmm. But it, I, agree, I agree that it's very spooky and lingers for way too long, and then we see a character who is not the player manipulating the game in a way that... Um, 
like, hints at human intelligence, and that's all, like, that whole sequence with the Shadow Man is so upsetting. Very, very upsetting. What about you, Steph? Um, I, I mean, this probably isn't necessarily, like, the spookiest part, but it seriously freaked me out, and I was not expecting it. Um, because Noah kind of mentioned this in the summary after, uh, he catches the Tanith pet, and then it's, like, starts telling this, like, really weird story in the description about, like, a dog getting killed and blah, blah, blah. But that's the part where the text runs over and out of the text box and just, like, keeps going down, down the screen. And that, like, freaked me out. Like, because, you know, the the text, you know, just appears neatly in that white box. And then this one... It just kept going, like, over all the other words and menu options at the bottom, and it just kept going, and I just thought that was so freaky and weird. <laughs> um, I'm not sure, for me, if I can pinpoint one spooky moment, but I think what most spooks me in these stories in general is audiovisual stimulation, and I think the most effective image and sound combination is when um when the player is in the tool room and looks at the screen or out the window or whatever it is you know i guess it's a screen because we're seeing from the camera's point of view the camera that's in the outside area uh when he looks at the screen to see the windmill it zooms in makes a sort of like sound that's like very ominous Um, and that scene is just in general spooky because you just can't see anything beyond the windmill. It's like pure blackness. Um, uh, yeah, that, that, that got me every time and I was like, Ooh, um, definitely like, like, especially because nothing's really happening in those parts. Um, all right. Uh, any final thoughts before we move on to plugs? Noah, uh, give us your final thoughts and then move right into your plugs. It's okay if you don't have any final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> ten scary videos without a single jump scare. Amazingly done. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at TV's Noah. Uh, you can also watch me wrestle. I'm a professional wrestler. Uh, you can watch me wrestle at, as part of Cosplay Pro Wrestling on YouTube. You can watch my game show at Plus Two Comedy Gaming on YouTube, and you can listen to my podcast, the Plus Two Comedy Podcast, on uh, Plus Two Comedy on YouTube. You must know my friend Katie, who wrestles with Cosplay Pro Wrestling. Oh, really? Um, you know Katie? Yeah, she, yeah, we've known each other since middle school. Um, <laughs> she, she, she's also she's been a guest on this show a couple times, and. Um, also does cosplay pro wrestling as Harley Quinn usually. Yes, yes, we're gonna have uh, an altercation very soon. She was actually on my podcast not too long ago. Oh, that I, you know, I did. I that's where I recognize Plus Two Gaming from. Um, <laughs> which uh, what is what is your costume? Maybe I've seen you in the photos. Uh, I wrestle usually as the devious Giovanni from Team Rocket. Uh, but, <laughs> Pretty good. But on occasion, I am also the Blue Ice Climber and Mister Game and Watch. <laughs> very very good uh stephanie tell us where the people can find you uh i have an instagram at pokemantic and uh there's pictures of my cats on there that's that's cool it. i don't do you anything. can find me that's <laughs> fine it's fine you don't you don't have to do anything you can still have good opinions about creepy pastas <laughs> Um, you can find me, of course, in the usual places. J3FK on Twitter, JeffJK on Instagram, Patreon.com slash JeffJK, 
Just one single dollar per month gets you a written thing and two audio pieces. The audio pieces, um, I hate to, tr like, I just have to call them that because they're a different thing, but usually it's me reading stories that we've covered on this show. But sometimes it's me talking to myself uh, in the car because I had an hour-long commute and a lot of things on and my And now mind. it's just going to be the uh, creepy windmill music from Petscott for, like, 60 <laughs> <Yep>. minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to loop it. Uh, I'm going to chop and screw it into a dubstep song. I'm not going to do that. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, you know what? Maybe if I... No, I already had a long drive. I missed my opportunity. I was going to say, maybe next time I have a long drive, I'll give my, like, Destiny 2 thoughts for one, but mm, too late. <laughs> uh, anyway, you should also join the Facebook group Creepypods to Fan Group. Uh, I'm sure because this is going up in October that people will be posting about their um, horror movies that they're that they're watching. I will definitely be uh, doing my project again where I watch 31 horror movies through the course of October. Uh, I did it last year and I watched 31 movies I had never seen before. Um, I was very impressed and proud of myself. I'll probably repost in the Facebook group my list of movies from last year just to help remind myself too because I'm gonna be like, did I watch that? I can't remember. And then rewatch it and be like, oh no, I've broken my streak. <laughs> um... I'm going to try to do all movies I haven't seen again this year, but it's going to be hard because as the months and years pass in general, there's just less stuff available on uh, the streaming services I have. Uh, que sera, sera, I guess. Well, good luck. Um, <laughs> yes, have yeah, fun. That's it. Uh, that's all we have. There's a lot of um, good goddamn quotes from this thing and i just don't have one to choose to end on uh 48 pets remain here at the time of writing we would strongly encourage you to visit our eight homes and find some friends to take with you <laughs> Thank you.